Before today's episode starts, I just wanted to put out a trigger warning for anyone that um, is triggered by the words gay um, or homosexuality or anything along those type of lines, as well as um, talking about the relationship between Christianity and um, homosexuality. So sorry if I just triggered you there, but uh, that will all be discussed in here. So I just want to let you know, and if you need to leave, I totally 100% get that, and feel free to click on any other episode that doesn't touch on the same topics. Okay, thank you for that. You need a break. The 15-minute podcast I created to escape from daily living. Join me, Devin, an ambitious teen who has a lot to say about anything and everything. Drama, opinions, and tea are all to be expected. Your break begins now. Hey guys, it is a new freaking day. I'm I'm gonna be honest, I'm a little nervous recording these episodes. I have to be very raw, vulnerable, and open with something that caused me a lot of anxiety. But it feels like my duty as a gay, privileged white male that has this platform to speak out on um, just like different issues or have fun or just honor Pride Month and the Stonewall riots and everything that led up to the amazing history of where the LGBTQ plus community is today. It is my responsibility. You thought Pride was a month is over. Psych, bitch. It's July 1st and we're still here. The gays are year round 365. Uh, um, is that, wait, is that how many days are in a year? Hopefully. Okay. We're just, we're just going with that. But in today's episode, we're talking about rainbow washing. If you don't know what that is, we'll get into it. Homophobes and is homosexuality a sin? Is being gay a sin? There's, I don't care how long this episode is, it's probably going to be longer than 15 minutes because I have a lot to freaking unpack. So yeah, if you're new here, um, my name's Devin, I am a gay teen and uh, I came out one or two years ago, maybe three, one, two, I think two, um, and it has literally been the best thing ever and I'm just living my true gay self. So whatever, let's. Let's start with rainbow washing. What is rainbow washing, you may ask? I'll t- I, I'm here. I'm going to tell you. Rainbow washing is kind of the idea that brands will use it to market their products, if you will. For instance, when June 1st hits, a lot of companies turn their brand rainbow to seem um, to appear friendly to the LGBTQ plus um, community, as Britney Spears would say. <laughs> I hope you get that reference. Uh, so yeah, they, or they might turn a product rainbow. You might just add like a rainbow shirt into your collection and call it and call yourself a gay ally. Um, so it's kind of the idea, but the real kind of negativity, if you will, behind it or like stigma or I don't even know. Um, the bad part behind it is kind of like, is the brand really a gay ally or did they just turn their profile picture rainbow and add a rainbow product so that gay people will buy it um, and then they can sell more? Uh, are they really a true friend and want to give back to LGBTQ plus donation centers or did they just donate millions of dollars to 
conversion camps, you know, or I don't, it doesn't have to be that, but it's really hard to kind of choose these brands and pick them apart and try and see which ones actually care or who's doing it for capitalism, because we live in a society that doesn't really care about people's feelings and rather cares about how much business they can make. It's a hard thing. But sometimes I see rainbow stuff and I want to buy it immediately. I'm like, that is gorgeous. That is perfect. My gay ass is ready to spend all my money. Um, but then I kind of have to do some research. Part One thing that makes something seem a little bit less like they're just rainbow washing something is if they're actually donating to a charity. And I understand brands have to make their money back, so I, I they don't have to donate 100% of the profits. I mean, most brands would be fine if they did. But um, a lot of them donate to, like, the Trevor Project or GLSEN, Gilson. I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce it. But a lot are LGBTQ plus friendly charity sites. So um, that is really cool to me. And I think that's kind of one way that I can differentiate. I know Hollister donated last year and I ended up buying a pride swimsuit and I love it. It's such an amazing swimsuit, whatever. Um, but yeah, I just, I, you can never really be sure because they could still say they're donating and you don't really know how much, or they're just donating like your money or I don't know. Like a lot of them are like, you want to round up to support a charity? And it's like, how about you round up to support a charity because you brought in, you bring in like billions of dollars, you know? Um, but yeah, they kind of, I hate when people pin, I kind of, I like, I like the idea that the option's there, but it sucks to pin the blame on somebody who's making like not any money and be like, oh, it's your responsibility to donate over the brand that's making billions. So how to like kind of navigate this is like I said, is if they're donating to a charity and the charity seems reputable and it seems like a good amount, it's not just like 15% of your purchase will be, you know, um, then hopefully they care. Some brands will even release things that uh, like marketing tactics and stuff to say like, oh, we support our LGBTQ plus members, blah, 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 um, or post stuff to remember Stonewall or whatever. And that stuff makes you feel more comfortable, even though, you know, it could just be a marketing department. Um, I don't know if they are, but I trust Ben and Jerry's with my life. And so I bet that they, <laughs> I hope that they do. That's a random example, but I don't know. Some brands just something bad them feel homophobic. So uh, Chick-fil-A um, just donated, donated another 1.8 million, I believe, to anti-LGBTQ plus charities after saying they would stop. So that is kind of uh, disheartening. But yeah, so I don't know. It's something to navigate on your own, but I definitely think rainbow washing is there and people would rather just have your money, blah, blah, blah. Or um, yeah, some people get mad because brands change their logos back from rainbow on July 1st. But personally, I understand, like, they're celebrating the Pride Month, but their logo was not originally rainbow, so it doesn't need, to me, it doesn't need to stay rainbow, right? I don't know. Yeah, but navigate it yourself, make your own decisions, um, or even just supporting brands by uh, gay, bi, trans, asexual, the list goes on, creators, is important too. So definitely look at that and what their CEOs think. There's also the apps that show you where they donate to um, politically and things like that. And that can kind of help you make your decision as well. If they have your best intentions in mind, but 
you know, go get yourself rainbow, something rainbow. You need to celebrate. You're gorgeous. You're beautiful. You're stunning. You're hot. Period. Um, that's enough on rainbow washing. We're on to homophobes. This is a serious one. That last one was serious, but this one's equally as serious. I don't know. The thing for me that I'm talking about in this is I don't understand homophobes. I think it's outdated. Actually, it should have, I mean, it should have never existed. But, like, what are, what are, what are you trying to get at? Like, what's the, like, I'm not just gonna, like, stop being gay, right? I'm not just, like, I'm literally not gonna, like, I don't know. I think, also, it's been desensitized for years. Calling somebody gay as an insult is disrespectful and it's rude. Like, I just kind of glance over it because it's like, whatever, that person's uneducated. They're dumb, you know? But really, it is, there's something to be said that is just disrespectful about it. And um, you calling somebody gay and then if a gay person comes around like myself and then you stop, like, that literally doesn't help. It just creates an un... It just... Everything about it is an unwelcoming environment. Um, and like, yeah, it's not even just being like a snowflake, which people would say it's more of like, I don't know. It's just, it's disrespectful and you really don't need to use it as an insult. So that's one thing I wanted to touch, but homophobes really just don't have a purpose. Um, they probably don't really have a life and sometimes they can be gay. Some of the most homophobic people end up being gay. The person who ran one of the largest conversion camps in the United States, when it shut down, he came out like, oh, child, what? So I don't know. Same with transphobic people. I don't understand. I don't care if it goes against your religion. I don't care if it this. I don't care if it that. There's not a valid argument against it. And those people already have to deal with so much. So just leave them alone. Just let us be like, if you want to, if you don't like gay people, then don't marry someone from the same sex. If you don't like trans people, then don't get gender reassignment surgery. Why do you care so much? It's not even your body. Oh my gosh. Just gives me a good chuckle because I think a lot of homophobia stems from um, either being gay yourself or insecurity or jealousy um, or even just like thinking like ego problems or thinking you're superior or thinking you're inferior. Um, but yeah, one thing that homophobes don't recognize is we are friends with your girlfriends. Okay. So if you want a relationship, maybe stop because we will get rid of you one way or another. We will secretly destroy you. So <laughs> that is not a threat. That's a warning. Wait, no, I said that backwards. That's not a warning, that's a threat. I don't know, what's the right way to say it? Basically, my thoughts are, if you're still homophobic, um, oh, also, to add to that, I've never met a cute homophobe. (laughs) Like, for real, think about it. Yeah, I just think that um, all it takes to cure a little homophobia is like a touch of education, and I think, um, or transphobia or whatever, And I think that would look so cute on so many people. So let me get my cold brew. Well, we talk about education. 
Yes, you can tell I had my cold brew today versus yesterday's episode. Um, sorry, I'm kind of like pre-recording because I've decided that I want a, like I want to on Wednesday. I'm recording tomorrow. Well, on Wednesday I'll be recording my very last episode for the week, and I'm just taking a little break, healing myself. Um, it's Fourth of July, so yeah, I'm just kind of pre-recording these episodes. But yesterday's episode, which was Monday's, was very vulnerable and open for me. But I feel so much better after getting it out, and today's episode just icing on the freaking cake. Okay, that's um, that. It's time for the sponsor of today's episode. Obviously, they don't have any uh, views that I have. They may or may not agree with anything. They are a separate piece, but I'm so thankful for them sponsoring today's episode. Here's that. Thank you. You're amazing, period. Um, but yeah, we are on to Is Being Gay a Sin? This is the section I was most worried about for the whole thing that I almost didn't make today's podcast because talking about religion for a lot of people is scary and just like, yeah. So before I go on here, this is all my personal view. I am no way a theologist. Is that the word? I'm no way a priest, a pastor. I am not trained um, like in any of those degrees. So I'm speaking from my research, from my experience, and um, just kind of that thing. So take what you want, form your own opinion, but I don't really want to hear rebuttal because I don't care. Uh, (laughs) But this is for all my baby gays as well that are really struggling with this. So I'm talking about Christianity and Catholicism's view on um, homosexuality and kind of like, like, do I think it's a sin, that type of thing. So if um, you're from a different religion, I'm sorry, you'll have, you can listen to this or not, but this is just from those religions to specify. First off, I want to say that there is about six-ish verses or so that are used to criminalize and um, say gays are going to hell, essentially. Let's go over them. One of them is from Jeremiah. I believe it is Sodom and Gomorrah, if you're familiar with that story. Basically, it's a very sinful town, and it speaks of how some of like the um, sinners in the town are gay. But um, really, sorry, you're going to have to... I didn't, didn't want to read the verses out loud, so hopefully you'll be able to look them up and find them. Do your own research, and you'll see what I'm saying. But in this one, it's talking about the sin is not that the sinners are and are homosexual or have homosexual tendencies or whatever like that. It's purely about like, um, sorry, trigger warning for sexual abuse, but rape and that they were raping the daughters of one of the men they wanted to rape. And so the sin was not to criminalize homosexuality. I believe rather it was sexual impurity and immorality and that type of thing. Um, So that's Jeremiah. Next is Leviticus. This one is very popular. But Leviticus, there's one section that has a lot of rules that kind of were given to the people that, um, that, sorry, I don't know if it's the Israelites. I need to do, I always forget, but they're basically wandering through the desert and um, they have these rules to kind of keep them in check and keep the group alive. Um, But yeah, so one of them says something about along the lines of like, don't lie with man um, as you lie with women, that type of thing. But I think that my interpretation on this verse is rather it's the trying to survive aspect that pops out. So it's like, 
um, a man and a woman, you know, obviously conceive a child, whereas a man and a man and, well, a woman and a woman can now, but you you know what I'm saying, um, back then. And so it's more of like keeping people alive and keeping offspring coming. Nowadays, we definitely don't need that. We have way too many people. I don't even like babies. Um, so I don't think we need the reproduction that we did then. And also talking mainly about adultery, I think idolatry um, and sexual impurity and kind of going from multiple partners and cheating and that type of thing um, is how some people interpreted it. So you can make up your own line. Also, girl, there's about 700 other rules. No, I'm just kidding. But there's ones that are like, don't mix, don't mix textile fabrics or something like that together. And don't do this and don't do that. And it's like, I know we ain't following that one and we ain't following this one. So why are we following this one? Huh? Yeah. Um, and a lot of people take the Bible very literally. Some don't take it literally. I personally don't take it literally because each book has a different situation and everything like that. So who knows? Um, also translations get lost and confused. So who really knows if that's what the verse was trying to portray or if we just added that in later? Hmm. Yeah. Next, um, I'm trying to see. Oh, yes. I actually don't know what book this is from. I'm sorry. I didn't write that down. But it's Paul teaching, and he's teaching the Romans. It's probably like Paul to the Romans. <laughs> um, But he's talking kind of about, like, uh, there's mentions of, like, don't sleep with man, whatever. Kind of same thing as the verse before that. Pull up the verse, look at it. But a lot of people believe he's talking rather, again, about adultery and sexual, like, impurity and misuse of power of the Romans sleeping with other people and forcing people and that type of thing. Kind of along the lines of, like, not, it like, again, the sin wasn't because they were gay, but rather because they were sleeping with all these people, blah, 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 blah. Um, so, yeah, look that. And also a big thing was lust in that one and how the sinfulness of lust and that impurity over homosexuality. Then we have Corinthians, and it is a misdefined word. There's two words. I did not write them down because I don't want to pronounce them wrong, but they were in Greek. Obviously, everything had to be translated to English, and the ghost were Timothy as well. Um, misdefined words that in 1946, they decided that something that rather probably meant a child predator so, like, man should not sleep with boy, um, like, little boy, like, pedophilia, um, was changed to homosexual in 1946. Honey, something about that feel homophobic. The Bible's been around way too long for that. So, did we just, oh, we just changed some translations up to criminalize something different than what we see every day. I think that was the thought back then. So we're just changing the Bible up now. That's why I don't quite, can't quite take it literally because what else has been translated to do something like that? I'm not saying the Bible is obviously the word of God, but people are evil and temptation gets them and they want to hate people and they, yeah. So I know God is mad up there. I know he ain't happy. So 
Yeah, kind of what I go back to cherry picking. We're going to follow this law, but we're not going to follow that law. Let's criminalize homosexuality, but, you know, eh, let's leave these alone. It's kind of those, and it's like just taking something. It's always, a lot of things are out of context, too, just like pulling them. I hate the idea of cherry picking. That's why I believe it's not really effective to criminalize things. Um, next, it's not our job to judge people. What do you get out of it? What are homophobes doing? You're just going to sit around and hate gay people? Weird. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just weird to me. Also, it says to love everybody and, um, like those who hate are subject to like judging and whatever. And so by hating one group of people, you're really not showing that love. But one thing that gets tough with these is people are like, well, I don't support them, but I do love them. And that kind of feels homophobic, too, because it's like saying, I don't know. It's like, I don't like you, but I'll tolerate you. I don't know. It's a, it still doesn't feel right. And it's not that hard, hard to support somebody. And it's hurtful. Um, oh, wait, no, I'm coming back to the hurtful part. OK, but Pope Francis has a really interesting quote that I'd like to say that kind of goes along with everything that's happening in the sense that, like, does the church really hate the LGBTQ plus community, or is it rather the old, uneducated, outdated members? Think about it. But Pope Francis said he's kind of had a rocky, I don't know, I, this article was a little confusing, but one thing he said on 07, which is July of 2015, he said, if they accept the Lord and have goodwill, who am I to judge? And this, he's talking exclusively about gay people because it was about the gay priest. So again, he recognizes that he doesn't have the ability to judge, even though he's the highest religious authority member in Catholicism. And so I think that's a revolution for the LGBTQ plus community. And I love what he's doing. He's very progressive and iconic. So Papa Francis for the win. Um... Yeah, so people could take that one literally. That would be great, wouldn't it? But it is hurtful. As a young, I'm I'm currently Christian, and this was something I had to deal with at a very young age. That I don't think any little kid, what it was I, 10, 11, 12 maybe, having to deal with the fact that thinking that you're going to go to hell and you're going to die and everyone hates you and you're going to have to deal with bigotry and homophobia. And people don't realize that they're creating this fear but like the thing is is it's not stopping people it's just another hindrance another roadblock another painful past I would sit there I'd cry a 10 11 12 maybe 11 year old crying and trying to pray for God to take my gay away like I'm, I'm literally tearing up like no little kid should ever have to deal with that that is so disgusting to think that you would hate somebody so much you want a little kid to just completely bawl and think they're going to hell and can't stop anything and trying to hold back and being depressed and like almost wanting to just die because they're already going to hell for something they can't even control. It's not a choice. It's not your option. And it's really hurtful and it's hard for people because if the same thing happened to you, like a homophobic person or like a straight person, they wouldn't understand how to deal with it because yeah, but I don't know. Just if picture yourself when you're 11, what were you doing? Think about crying every single night and praying and still wanting having still being gay because that's how it is. 
that is something really hard to swallow and deal with. And I don't think people realize that's the effect that it literally causes trauma from a young age. So thank you for really just, I'm not speaking to you on the other end, unless you're homophobic. Uh, but thank you for creating that awful environment for little kids. But what I've come to believe today that answers the question is I don't believe homosexuality is a sin. After reading the verses, after hearing people listen, um, it's not my choice. I'm not choosing every day to wake up and be gay. And we are all created in the image of God. According to the Bible, we are created in the image of God. And God loves everyone. So why would he hate me? Why would he want people to hate me? What is he? He's Why would he criminalize something that he created? And why would he... Um, why would he criminalize, like, why would he, I don't know, why would he, it's like, it's not my choice, like, a lot of things are your choice, like, sexual impurity, um, adultery, like, those type of things are your choice, but being gay is not your choice, and some people might argue that it's temptation, it's whatever, well, clearly, you haven't experienced it, have you, so, I don't know. I'm getting a little emotional, but I don't think it's a sin. If you're a young gay and you're blossoming and you're thriving and, or even if you're not thriving and you're worried about it, I wouldn't worry about it. You have to live your life for yourself, not for being um, gay, woke, gay. And nobody can take away the fact that you have pride and you're gay. No amount of conversion therapy, no amount of, um, prayer or anything like that can ever um, take away the fact that you have these feelings and that you're created. And I think a lot of us are here to open people's eyes and people are becoming so much less homophobic. But I understand that in the old days, it was taught a lot that it was a sin and everything like that. So I'm here to revolutionize that and I'm going to get hate. I'm going to get pain, but just know that you're gorgeous. You're stunning. Come out when you want, when you feel safe, when you're happy. But Coming out is the best decision you'll ever, and I mean ever, make. So yeah, that kind of took a serious turn, but thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I so greatly appreciate your support, and if you're young gay, I love you so much. Um, you're amazing. You got this. I believe in you. Life's going to be great after you come out. Yes, everything changes, but in the best way possible. We go sign petitions. That's what I'm going to do. We love Marsha P. Johnson. Could do an episode on her. Happy end of Pride Month. Keep your pride going all year. Um, shout out to our Black LGBTQ plus people. You're amazing. You are disproportionately affected by racism and homophobia and everything a lot more in just cultures and everything like that. So props to you. Um, yeah, don't get rainbow washed and let those homophobes deal what they want say what they want until they actually come out <laughs> or text you later in your DMs. We, shit, I said it. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening, for supporting, follow this podcast, uh, subscribe if you're on anywhere, subscribe or follow Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, Google Podcasts, anything like that. Give it a good subscription. Um, if you really want to help me out, leave a great review. <laughs> you don't have to, but leave a review. It would help me out. Passing a pressing pressing a five-star button is so easy. I know you can do it. So just press the little five-star button. 
Have an amazing day. Follow me on Instagram at Drop In With Dev and follow my YouTube channel also at Drop In With Dev where I'm just figuring that all out. If you need a longer break, go listen to another one. I have one other Pride episode, so go check her out. She's from June 15th. Okay, that's kind of all I've got. I've been blabbering. You're gorgeous. You're beautiful. Be gay. Be trans. Be bi. Be asexual. Be lesbian. Be whatever you want to be because nobody can take that away. You're gorgeous. Thank you.